Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Um, wow. All of the British <laughs> listeners just clicked out Fuck immediately. You. Uh, all right. So you picked this one. I have never seen this movie until the other night when I yeah. watched it. So, so, so I Arthur came... Christmas. Yeah. Not to be confused with Arthur's Christmas about a delightful aardvark learning the true meaning of Christmas. As and that was I the thing is assume. like, even before I had seen it, when people talked about Arthur Christmas, that's what I pictured. I was like, that, that, that the beloved movie is, is like a, an aardvark Christmas special. Like, all right, there's got to be something to this. A couple years ago, I found a Blu-ray copy of this on Black Friday. I sat down and watched it. And I mean, absolutely instantly, it has become a staple in our home for Christmas. I've got, you got to watch it. You got to watch it every year. And I think there's a very particular character, uh, the movie's namesake, that... I think you and I both can truly identify with. Well, we'll get into this, actually. I'm going to jump down to a note that I wrote down. And I wrote, man, the North Pole sucks. (laughs) Almost every single movie that takes place there is basically a bunch of people like, get a load of this guy. He likes Christmas too much. (laughs) Like, Like, it drives me nuts. Like, you're in the fucking North Pole. Why is every single movie, Rudolph, this, I think even in all of the other reindeer, it was like, oh, look at this motherfucker that believes in the magic of Christmas. Like, you're in the North Pole. You should be there because you believe in the magic of Christmas. What is happening? 
How is a person too into Christmas who lives at the North Pole? Is Santa's fucking son? You're like Santa's son, you're like, oh, get a load of this guy. He's really into Christmas. It's business, His dad's man. fucking it's a, Santa Claus. It's a business. It's a <laughs> like, business. Oh. That like that drives me up a goddamn wall every time that I watch any of these Christmas specials where that's like a plot point. It's like, oh, okay. Anyway, I was very charmed by this okay. movie, but I enjoyed <laughs> this movie. Like, so straight up, though, no. fuck this movie. <laughs> well, no, it's right out the gate. There's an adorable line. Arthur Christmas is reading this letter from Gwen, a little yeah. girl. And as he's reading the letter, it's this, this adorable British voice reading. And it's just like, she's asking all these questions. And then the one question is, does your sack get bigger every year due to the exponential population growth? <laughs> Like, it's just like these adorable kids questions. And as someone who had to um, just spend the last week uh, making sure that my friend's four kids didn't miss their bus. So I was getting up early and driving over to their house and dealing with a uh, 14, 12, 10 and eight year olds and like wrangling them onto buses. It is wild what like eight and 10 year olds will say and like the words that they will use to say it were like that question seems way less ridiculous to me now that I've spent a week hanging out with these kids. We're like, no, I could legitimately see the 10 yeah. year old asking like, do you think Santa's sack gets bigger every year due to our exponential population growth? Kids are wild, man. Yeah. The things that kids say are absolutely insane and that shit don't change. So we're standing outside waiting for the bus. It's the 10 yeah. year old, the eight year old and myself. And they're asking me about music. And the ten year old or the eight year old goes, What's your favorite band? And I said, Ah, it's this this ska band, Five Iron Frenzy. And he's like, Oh, my favorite band is Imagine Dragons. And I was like, Yeah, they're pretty good. And he goes, No, he didn't. No, he Imagine didn't. Imagine dragging these nuts across your face. <laughs> yes. Yes. He got you, bro. I, as soon as you said that, as soon as you said Imagine Dragons, I was like, I know where this is going. <laughs> And, like, I just had my fucking jaw drop. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> this kid. Um, but yeah, What was so, your response? Hold on. No, no, no. Don't. I didn't respond. He knew that I, I just tried to ignore it. And he's like, you hear what I said? <laughs> he said, said he, I, I did. To, do you want me to repeat it? Well, then he's like, knock, knock. And I'm like, who's there? And he's like, imagine dragons. I'm like, I'm not home. <laughs> I'm not He's like, you got to say Imagine Dragons 2. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Oh, my <laughs> God. That kid nailed you, bro. That's wild. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Dude, killed me. Killed That's me. And then so I funny. immediately, as soon as he was on the bus, I started laughing. I was like, hold it together. Hold it together. Kelly. Dude, that would have been me in my classroom. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. I don't know what to do right now. Yeah, I, don't I want to laugh, to but I will get in trouble if I acknowledge <laughs> that that was really fucking funny. Um, all right. So oh, God. You know, we're, there's a lot to there's a lot to there's, digest with Arthur yeah. Christmas, and I I want you to kind of take the the steering wheel on this. But, okay. But while we're talking about this first scene, yeah, I do have to say right out the gate, just listening to the letter Arthur writes back to this little girl, I was already starting to get choked up because you're yeah. right. Like I do identify with this dude who's just like. Fuck yeah, Christmas is great. We're going to make sure that you have a great Christmas. We're yeah. going to get you that twinkle pink bike. Like, you're going to fucking love this. It's yeah. going to be great. So, Arthur Christmas is about... We've got Santa up in the North Pole, and he's aging a bit. 
and everyone thinks that he is close to retirement. And Santa has two sons. He's got Arthur, of course, who we talked about, and he's got Stephen, uh, his older brother, uh, Arthur's older brother. And Stephen has taken it upon himself to basically kind of take over Christmas, not in like a hostile takeover way, but he's just like, hey, here's how we can do things more efficient, more effectively. He turns Christmas into a business, more or less, high tech. Everything is done through gadgets and gizmos and and apps and and stuff like that. And it's very streamlined. Like, we're just going to send out a bunch of elves to different places and they're going to drop presents around. However, he does, like, put in the whole, like, Santa needs to deliver at least a present. So Santa, like, it's so funny that opening scene where we have Christmas Eve and the elves are, like, running around doing a bunch of shit and, and hiding. And it's very prep and landing for any of you guys who have seen those specials uh, on ABC back in the day. Um, with the technology that they use and it's so funny because they're doing all this stuff they're going like house to house and doing all this and then santa comes down and delivers like a present like yeah (laughs) that's it so christmas is a success quotes around success and they return back home and everyone's expecting santa to announce his retirement and everyone's i want to talk about this real quick so santa shows up and he's giving a big speech. Yeah. And he's talking about the good times and the bad times. Yeah. Of of the different years. <laughs> yeah. And he mentions the flood. And there's just this one eighty yard voice in the background of an elf that just goes like, "I lost everything in that flood." <laughs> like, and it's so random. Yeah. That it it killed me. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of bits like that. It's it's. It's British humor, and it's fucking yeah, very phenomenal. much so. But yeah, um, so Santa's supposedly announcing in uh, retirement. Yeah, and everybody's expecting Stephen to become the new Santa because he's the one who has kind of taken over the operation. He's come up with all these ideas, and and he he streamlined the process. And Santa kind of realizes that he's not ready to hang it up yet, even though he probably should. Like, and he says, "All right, we'll do it again next year." And my favorite bit, kind of similar to yours, is when he says, we'll do it again next year. And then balloons start falling that say, congratulations, Steven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the elves are celebrating, like, are like, or, or, or beginning to celebrate because they think Steven's going to become Santa. But then they start celebrating again because Santa's coming back. He's coming back next yeah. year. And Arthur, being the sweet, sweet guy that he is, he's just like, All right. <laughs> Jolly-o, let's go yeah. and they start like he's like let's play because man steven kind of sucks steven like, sucks let's just call it steven out is like cold. steven sucks he's yeah. not a he's not a bad person and that's what i like about this movie is there's no real like villain per se but there's he's nobody just trying to ruin christmas but no but he just they you know as we get towards the end of the movie you santa starts to see that steven might have all of the planning and 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 the the business management side of things, but he has zero empathy for children and exactly. an ability to relate to children and yeah. understand what makes Christmas magical. And and we learn that very quickly in this scene where they figure out that one kid was missed yeah. during this. Yeah. And it was Gwen, the girl who wrote the letter that Arthur responded to. And for Steven, he's like, look, 
we delivered 99.9999999999999% of the gifts. That is a great average. Like, yeah. why, why screw it up? And Arthur's like, but it'll ruin the magic of Christmas for this one kid. Yeah. And like, that is enough of a reason to not give up on, yeah. on delivering this gift. But Stephen convinces Santa, like, Come on, man. We like we crushed this. We do. We deserve to celebrate. We shouldn't worry about this one single yeah. gift that didn't get delivered. Um, and I, they don't even refer to her name. They just refer to like child number, blah 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 yep. blah. But like Arthur, and another thing that I, they don't really draw a ton of attention to, but to me is a huge sign is like just knowing child number. Arthur knows what kid it is. Yep. He's like, I know exactly who this is. I know what this gift is like. Let's just go. Like, let's just fucking go rogue and go. And we should mention at this point, Gramps Santa, who is the previous Santa who retired for the new Santa to take over, who I think is named Malcolm. Yes. In the movie, his his actual name is Malcolm. Malcolm. And Gramps Santa hates all the new technology. He wishes that it was just like it was in the old days, just an old wooden sled, eight reindeer, the simpler times. Like, he thinks Christmas can still be done that way and that we've overcomplicated it. Uh, yeah. So he wants to go with Arthur on this trip, and we also get a very enthusiastic elf when it comes to rapping. Things. Oh my god, she's so good! She's so yeah. amazing. Really, like the the main plot line is you've got these three different versions of Santa trying to prove that they're the best, and then you've got Arthur, who's the only Who one could care that, less. Yeah, yeah, he he's the only one that genuinely cares about making this kid's Christmas and and keeping the magic of Christmas alive and it really is just the story of him trying to keep the magic alive and it's funny because if you think about it if people would have just listened to arthur it could have been like all right let's zippity doodah this present on over there and get on back home but all because steven doesn't want to be wrong he refuses to assist in this yeah hi listeners i'm carolina and i'm tessa and together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So, Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter... And, oh, the practical effects. Um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. 
From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, we know podcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. And this is where we get to go on a crazy adventure. People mistake Arthur as an alien. Yes. There's a there's a new shot of his shadow and it looks exactly like an alien. It's yeah. hilarious. It's a great little visual gag. Um we find out that Gramps may have started the Cuban Missile Crisis <laughs> one Christmas. Like, like there is like a huge international threat that's going on. They're like, "What is this flying thing in the sky?" Yeah, I think aliens are coming. We have to stop this. And it's very reminiscent the Pole, of the the towards the end of Nightmare Nightmare yes, Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Yes, a little bit of that. Yeah. So. You know, everybody, all of all of the governments have come together on we have to do something about this alien threat that is flying around in our skies on this Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and Santa, Santa Malcolm, is starting to have second thoughts about yeah. agreeing with Stephen. Um, and there is another beautiful moment where he walks into Arthur's room and just sees the love that this son has for Christmas. Yeah. Just all over the decorations. Like the whole room is decorated. It's a giant picture of him sitting on his dad's lap. Like it is it is a beautiful uh example of of how my heart looks. If you could take an x-ray yeah. and see my heart at Christmas time, it looks like Arthur's room. It is weird um, going back to what you were talking about earlier, like how do you get to the point where you just don't give a fuck about Christmas when you live at the North Pole? Yeah. Like how do you reach that instance where you're like, fuck this, this is fucking stupid. Like yeah. Arthur's a loser. Like yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. There's hundreds, hundreds of elves who are like, "Look at this fucking guy." <laughs> yeah. So they they word has spread across the North Pole that they missed a gift. Yeah. And everybody's losing their minds, and they're watching to see if Arthur can pull this off. And there are some really great moments. There's some sweet moments. A yeah. ton of crazy shit happens. Like we said, there's the alien thing. They get stranded in Cuba at one point. Yeah. Like. Every everything is chaos. Arthur starts to get frustrated because he realizes that Gramp Santa is there for selfish reasons. Yep. Like he's like, none of you care about this little girl nope. and her good Christmas. Everyone no. else is doing this out of some sense of pride or ego. And like we're above that, right? So we do get this scene where uh both in both Arthur and Stephen go to the wrong address at different times. Yeah, yep. When Stephen shows up, he hand delivers this bicycle <laughs> to the kid, realizes it's the wrong kid, um, and just tries to take it back. And first of all, he goes, I know it's not the bike you asked for, but it's more expensive, and that means it's better. <laughs> um But then He's asking the kid to like sign a release form or whatever to say like I didn't see this happen and we never forgot to drop off the gift or whatever. And then he realizes that it's the wrong kid and Santa's watching the visual of this kid screaming, "Please, can I keep this gift?" Yeah. And Steven is just like trying to shake this child off yeah. of the bike so he can leave. Yeah. And essentially ruin this child's Christmas as well. 100%. Remember the Christmas we, Santa claimed a gift and took it back. I think we know people like this. And, and oh, I know because I don't percent. think that again, I don't think Steven is mean-spirited. It's it's he not just a malicious give a fuck thing. about Christmas like Yeah, this. he's he's just like bro uh, this this just needs to work. Like yeah. like we just need this to go off without a hitch. I don't I don't like sorry, this isn't your bike. I'm taking this. You're good. 
Like, I mean, it's, it's, there's no like heart in it. And I know people like that who, yeah, they'll like, like maybe they're throwing a Christmas party and if things don't go perfect, they're losing their minds and stuff like that. And it's, it's a lot less about Christmas and keeping the magic alive and enjoying themselves or, or enjoying the holiday. And it's more about, um, making sure everything's done quote unquote correctly. Um, and making themselves look good. And again, I don't think he was malicious in that. He's just like, nope, this is the way it needs to be. And this is the way it should be. And and I don't know. It's it's unfortunate that there are people like that. And people just need to understand, guys, it's 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 magic, man. It's whatever. Yeah. Keep it up. We've got magic to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. They, but they... Arthur, Arthur gets to the town where he needs to be. Yeah. But they're like, you're not going to make it to the house. No, the sun is coming up. Which so this is the most unbelievable portion of this movie because if you and I were that kid, we're awake already. Oh, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. We talked about that a couple weeks ago with Garfield. Like we are wide awake. But Arthur's like, no, we're not over until I say it's over. And he like jumps on the fucking but he unwraps the bike, jumps on it. He's like, I'm gonna fucking pedal this shit into this house this bike is getting delivered yeah. and his little he's elf driving is this bike him. as the elf is rewrapping it yes it's hilarious <laughs> uh and they finally get to the house and just as they get to the house steven santa and gramp santa show up and all three of them are fighting over who gets to be the one to leave the gift at the tree and yep. arthur's just like yo guys it doesn't matter who leaves yeah. the gift he's like just shut make- the fuck up you're yeah. gonna wake her and up leave- and leave the fucking gift. Yeah. You psychopath. Yeah. God, I should have killed you all <laughs> when I had the chance. And that's when Malcolm realizes, oh, obviously, Arthur is the only person who gave a shit about yeah. this gift getting delivered. He's the person who needs to leave the gift. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. Story checks out for me. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, the fuck, man? Like, duh. Yeah. Do we need yeah. Did we need 97 minutes to, for you to understand that your one kid loves Christmas and your other kid just doesn't really give a shit? Like, yeah. I mean, come on. You can't tell me this is the first Christmas this has happened. Yeah. <laughs> something something like this has happened. Um, I think where it goes next is like they, they kind of all work together. If yeah, I remember they correctly. They work as a team. The they, they drop off the gift. Gwen gets it. They... They uh, hide in a closet so she doesn't see them, and that's when, uh, as they're about to go back on the sleigh, Arthur's like, "Can't we? Can't we watch her open the gift?" Oh God! And that's and right, because didn't Steven say he's Sid- never watched? Like, yeah, he's never and, seen. Him. And that's when Ma- Santa Malcolm Santa is like, "Man, I've been so busy trying to hit our deadlines, I never, I've forgotten to go back and watch a little bit." Yeah. And then oh, they watch God. this girl just have the best reaction to getting her gift from Santa. Yeah. And, and I think uh, they all look at Arthur because he's like yeah. he's like got a smile on his face and tear like he's tear. Oh my god, dude! I'm gonna tear up again. We're gonna, oh, we're, we're getting so. This into is, it that's when we know it's Christmas time, baby. Whoa. We got those tears of flowing. <laughs> we're in the fucking midst of it, y'all. Um, I think the it ends on I don't know something that I could have logically figured out uh, years ago. Where hey, maybe if we all work together, this will be this will be a lot easier for us to pull off. Because yeah. that's kind of what it becomes. Like Arthur takes over as uh, Santa, um, but everybody's kind of working together. Like Stevens doing the thing that he like is good at. I think he remains back at the 
the headquarters, if I remember correctly, and he's kind of yep. leading the charge from there. And yeah, uh, he's in charge of like Malcolm the organizational and, and tactile thing, and yeah, everyone's yeah. enjoying their retirement. And Arthur is our Santa. Yeah, and it's absolutely perfect, guys. I don't, I don't. This is one of the few movies that I've seen uh, in modern Christmas classics to me. Like, I think this movie holds up with with your elves, with your Santa Clauses. I think it, I think it holds up, and that might just be me out of the two of us but it's a movie that when i saw it for the first time i instantly knew that it was going to get added to my yearly holiday watches there's a lot of heart here and and i identify with arthur very much in a world where i feel like the christmas spirit is kind of dwindling or 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 dying around me and it's People say like, oh, it's because you're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. And I'm like, it's got nothing to do with that. It's like you're just being an asshole about this. I don't care. I don't care about the holidays. Just celebrate like that. That's my thing. Like, I don't care about what holiday you celebrate. Just be just celebrate, man. Like, that's what it's all about to me is 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 believe in the magic. I don't care if you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, fucking flying spaghetti monster day. Like, I don't. I don't give a shit. Just like, do just, it and be happy doing it. Exactly. And that's what it's that's what it's all about. It's all about that magic and and I I even say it in my classroom because I can see it in some of my students where they're like I, I said something about setting up the tree um way earlier like early November like the week after Halloween and they're like, "Oh, it's too early. You can't do that yet." And I'm like, "Why?" Like it's so like depressing sometimes in yeah. this room show me yeah show me <laughs> all of the banger thanksgiving decorations yeah. and all those great classic thanksgiving movies and like then maybe i'll i'll yeah. consider that november 1st to like whenever the fuck thanksgiving falls yeah. each year is like a valid we need to make sure that we're giving this the ample amount of time but i can count maybe five thanksgiving movies that yeah. are worth a damn on and one you know, we're like, ta- i talked about during the garfield thing son-in-law is like yeah. you got son-in-law blood rage we, yeah <laughs> trains and automobiles yeah <laughs> yeah it's not it, it's not impressive like no. it's not an impressive holiday and you know look do i love getting some breakfast at my parents house watching the macy's thanksgiving oh, day yeah, parade dude. and like eating food and having a good time like yeah it's a great fucking time but i don't need like three weeks of hype up no. for it but i need like seven or eight weeks of hype up yeah. for fucking christmas like, do you know I, what do you know what i'm listening it's all to ramp up during that thanksgiving i'm listening to fucking christmas music like, the, like you know why i'm watching the macy's thanksgiving day parade because santa's at the end exactly. of that shit exactly (laughs) man like i'm fucking ready for it if i wanted to see broadway stars lip sync to a song from one of their shows because it's too goddamn cold to perform outside exactly exactly um i don't know man i think this this is one of those movies that is like hey the the magic still exists and i think that's something that everybody needs to remember is that like the magic is still it's still here guys and and sometimes you just gotta make your own magic it's a damn good movie I don't know it if is. it'll be one I watch every year, but it'll definitely yeah. be one that if like I'm flipping through the channels and it's on or like I'm not sure what to watch and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's on Hulu right now. Like, yeah, I'll, nice. I'll watch this. Yeah, this like, is one of those things that where somebody when somebody looks at me and says, hey, I'm looking for a, a holiday recommendation that you think maybe I haven't seen. I'll be like, have you seen Arthur Christmas? Um, Because I I do. I think it's a solid watch. It's definitely a solid watch. 
I I am glad you introduced it to me, and oh, a do. happy Arthur Christmas to you, sir. And a happy Arthur Christmas to you, my friend. Whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on New Year's. I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm. Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Femme Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Meanwhile, in New Jersey... So Marissa, what talking points do you want to hit on in this week's episode? Well, Jackie, let's talk about how the film addresses the patriarchy. Ooh, and representation of marginalized people. Ooh, ooh, and even philosophical ramifications of good versus evil and horror. We can point out the triangle boobs, talk about the blood splatter, and oh, the practical effects. <sighs> um, and also the male gaze. My gaze at the males. hi From feminism to fangirling, the Jersey Ghouls cover all the bases of horror from a woman's perspective. New episodes are uploaded every other Sunday. Just search Jersey Ghouls to find us on social media and your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 